0: Hey everyone, it's Norm Ferrar, aka the beard guy here, and welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the Amazon FBA and e-commerce podcast. Okay, today we got a special episode. We're going to be talking about growing your business from 0 to 2.5 million dollars per month and how to successfully expand off Amazon with Shopify without wasting time and money. Some of the things we're going to be covering are the fundamentals on how to succeed off Amazon with Shopify, how to pick the right products to ensure scale and profitability, and the secret to high converting sales funnel strategies. So welcome to another Lunch With Norm, the Amazon FBA and e-commerce podcast.
1: Lunch With Norm, Lunch With Norm, Lunch With no.
0: Okay, like I mentioned, today uh, it's a special episode. We're going to be talking about how to successfully expand off Amazon with Shopify without wasting a bunch of time or money. Our guest today has profitably managed over $100 in ad spend on Facebook for multiple e-commerce Fortune 100 companies. As an international keynote speaker, Manol has shared the stage with billionaire entrepreneurs like Sarah Blakely, Robert Kiyosaki, and Dave Asprey, and many more. Please welcome, well, not right now, but in a second, Manol Georgiev. Okay, and before we get to Manol, uh, let's have a word from our sponsor. A big thank you to our sponsor, Startup Club the largest club on Clubhouse with over 790,000 members and growing. They're one of the world's largest communities supporting the startup ecosystem from founders to those wishing to work for a startup and everything in between. You can find them at www.startup.club for blogs, recordings, and a calendar of upcoming shows and on the Clubhouse app. Just search Startup Club for daily shows 24-7. You can also now listen to their show, the Serial Entrepreneur Club podcast on Apple and Spotify too. Stop by to connect, learn, and grow together. And I should mention that that's way more members right now than when we started to uh, uh record that call out i think we're at you know 1.3 1.4 million people over on um uh startup club anyways let's bring on the boy blunder
1: that's me hello hello happy wednesday everyone good happy to see wednesday you. happy wednesday as a cool hand 99 Likes to say a wonderful Wednesday, everybody. Uh, let us know if you're watching in the comment sections and where you're watching from. We're up here in uh, Toronto, Canada, or I am, and you're a little bit north of that. Yep. But uh, yeah, let us know in the comment sections where you're watching from today. Um, also, don't forget to smash those like buttons. Give us a thumbs up uh, for today's episode. That's going to be a good one. We've got a case study too, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, going from $0 to two point five. Per month. So, pretty cool stuff. And uh, if you haven't yet, please join our Facebook group, Lunch with Norm, Amazon, FBA, and e commerce collective. There's a lot of cool and exciting things happening there. Uh, most importantly, right now, we've got a big webinar planned uh, August 18th at 3 p.m. Eastern Time with a special guest, uh, Vance Lee. So, to learn more about that, uh, you can check out the Facebook group. And I'm going to be posting a link where you can sign up. Uh, cool thing that we convince norm to do uh, so anyone who signs up is going to be automatically entered into a draw uh, for a private one-hour consultation with norm so um, sign up and uh, you might get a private consult with norm so that's a well, super it was, it was either
0: you or me that's that's the thing and i think that people would much rather have a consult with you so anyway yeah we'll
1: see about that well yeah. they, they can have their choice let's put it up to them okay all right here we go <laughs> But anyways, I think that's it. Um, Again, our topic today is expanding off of Amazon into Shopify. Um, So throwing it out to the audience, uh, is this something you're looking at? What's holding you back uh, from expanding to Shopify? What are those hurdles um, that you have questions about? Uh, Let us know in the comment sections to start off this episode. And I think that's it for me.
0: All right. So I, I see that uh, Andrew's back in Ethiopia, man, this guy's all over the world. Uh, but uh, that's, that's pretty cool. And cool hand Washington and Christine's over in California with Richard. All right. Well, let's get this started. One of the things I, I want to say, um, Manol is one of my favorite guys and he was one of the first people I met. And we're going to be talking about this. Um, we're doing a pre-record uh, tomorrow but, uh, we're going to be doing this on Friday. Uh, we have conflict. I'm going to be on a plane and we're going to be talking events and masterminds and mentors. But I met Manol um, at in 1997 or sorry, in 1997, in 2017, uh, in Mallorca, uh, at an ASM, uh, event and just hit it off. We uh, met each other a few times, uh, over uh different events around the world and he's just an awesome guy so I've been trying a long time to get him onto the podcast and you know I can't wait to uh start talking to him today about it but anyways uh we've got a great giveaway with Mano today and um uh, can't wait to can't wait to get him on so he's backstage right now uh, if you have any questions or comments uh, just throw them into the comment area so sit back relax grab a cup of coffee enjoy the show welcome Mano
2: Norm, how are we doing? Hey, how are you? Where did you go? I'm here. I've been waiting. I love the intro. Oh,
0: no problem. I can't see you, though.
2: What, really?
1: Oh, really? Uh, He's It's as usual, Norm.
2: Yeah, I can see myself. Are you serious?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just on your end.
0: Oh, but my uh, gosh. Okay, and am I coming through okay? Because it is a blank yeah. screen. No, yeah, yeah. you don't, you don't have
2: a beard. Where is
1: your
2: beard? <laughs> <laughs> I'm you? going to
0: try something here. Just a sec. Yep, I guess I'm going to be talking to you. I'm just going to pretend you're there. You are absolutely just a wow. blank. Oh, I can't see him. So, see, I'm not the only one. Um, Richard, <laughs> you know, Rich says, I can, I don't mm-hmm. see him either. Cool hand. Hey, Meno why don't you try clicking your camera? and off and then coming back
1: on. All right, let's do that. What about now? This is strange. We've never had this issue before. No. Can you see me now?
0: Oh, now we can see you. Okay. There you you go. You're you're just (laughs) pulling my leg. So I'd go into the fetal (laughs) position or something.
1: Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. I think we're good. Okay. All right. Awesome.
2: Okay. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for the uh, opportunity. I'm excited. Uh, about the chat, and it, as always, it's it's great to see you, Norm.
0: Well, you know what, it, it it is so cool. I always talk about you know meeting people, going out to events. The the event that we met at, uh, I had to make a decision whether I was going to spend that money or not. I was it, it was early days of Amazon in my Amazon career. I was a couple of years into it, and I didn't know if I should go. It was very expensive. It wasn't a cheap. Uh, you know, it wasn't a, a cheap week uh, getting yeah. to know everybody, but I went and that was the start. I got to meet uh, Dima was there. Dima Kubrick was there. Tomer um, Rabinovich was there. You were there. Uh, Esther, Ezra Firestone. There was a ton of people that I still get to keep in contact with. Um, probably 90% of the people that were there, I'm still in contact with True. and they help out like... I've been, I've had problems with certain things uh, Facebook wise. I've reached out to you and you know, you've, you've got back to me and it wasn't like, Oh, here's a, you know, $500 bill. It was just, Oh yeah, here's some advice. And, you know, hopefully you can do that to me as well. But um, anyways, getting to know people is not about getting free advice. If, if I needed something, I'm definitely going to pay. You know, if I needed something outside of, Hey, what do you think about this? But it's getting to break bread with people. It's getting to to know, like when when you were out there, your wife was pregnant. You know, I, I remember yeah. that <laughs> and it's just yeah. I, I got to know you, you know, people's families. And I know we're a little off topic, but it's so important. We're having um I just got back from Australia um last week and we're gonna do a pre-record tomorrow night with uh, a bunch of the group that uh that we went to this event with and we're just kind of going to go over why it was important to them and what they got out of it um i'm not selling anything i'm not selling an event i'm not you know doing anything i just want to show everybody how important it is to to get out to these things and even if you think you know it all it's it's like when you become a black belt you know you think you know everything And that's where the beginning of the learning really starts, right? You get the fundamentals down, you understand them, but now you learn. And that's the same thing here. You think you're great. You think you understand everything. You think your sales are phenomenal until you understand other channels like Shopify and how that can all kind of just flow in, but you don't explore them because you think you know it all. And that's going to kind of lead into what we're talking about today. Um, have you ever been an Amazon seller?
2: Um, I think for a very short period, uh, we had this brand um, and we didn't have much luck with it. So we immediately uh, sold it. Actually, right. Dima bought it from me because he he, he bought it for, for the sake of having um, a, another Amazon account. I think that's, that there's value in, you know, someone setting up that Amazon account. But, uh, you know, it's uh i stick to what i do best and uh it's not amazon um so it was a good you know just a quick experiment there uh, but uh not really i don't have like um you know massive success um like many of your audience um and then you know uh, you know just even the even the the network that me and you uh, met at, like i am a you know just uh web uh direct to consumer uh you know just social uh, uh acquisition guy and then i th- that's what we do best we didn't really have success with uh, with the amazon that you know me and my wife launched something right so
0: so I- i'm kind of interested we've got a lot of people uh that listen to the podcast who are amazon based there's a lot that are econ based as well How do you transition or why should you transition off of Amazon onto another platform? I'm not saying don't go onto Amazon. I think you've got a captivated audience there. And if you've got a brand, there's a good chance that you're going to, if you do things right, you're going to be very successful. But why would you take that and expand to another channel like Shopify? Uh,
2: Why? I mean, first, I think the multiplier, if you're looking for an exit, is, uh, uh, you know, a little bit better than just an Amazon brand. And then you diversify, then you also own that uh, user base, customer base, if it's on your own website, like, a, you know, just Shopify. Um, I guess you just um, have all of that control compared to Amazon. Amazon is also, uh, it's, it's great to scale, but uh, you know, it's just some products are uh, performing and converting and better, have better potential to scale off of Amazon. Um, specifically, when we talk about um, if you're building a brand, you know, if you're building a brand, if it's just one product, maybe Amazon is is great. You can, uh, you just gave me an example with someone who came up with great idea and it's just one product. He has great margin, and then he sold a million products in seven months. Um, and you can also achieve that with Facebook uh, advertising and customer acquisition on, on, on social media. But, um, uh, what I'm saying is, uh, if you, if you want to build a brand, um, and really have great products and expand your product line, um, and really the value is in the brand, you need to, um, expand off of Amazon and then the the other thing is like uh it it doesn't always uh work you know i can't really say like all of the brands amazon brands can expand off of amazon or all the products uh that are crushing it on amazon can actually work on facebook there's really that's a good question here maybe if we continue talking i can give some examples sure um of, you know, just how to, to find the product, uh, what are the criteria that make uh, a product, uh, Amazon product, um, you know, successful with with Facebook in terms of like scaling it with Shopify.
0: Yeah. Why don't we go down that uh, rabbit hole? I mean, I'm very interested in that. Just what are the prerequisites or what would you recommend? Because I know just recently I went to you with one of my products. And you said, unless you meet this criteria, you're not there. You've got to develop a product that meets X. Mm -hmm. Why don't we talk about that? So what what is a good fit? What isn't a good fit when you're looking to expand to Shopify or an e-commerce platform?
2: Good. And I also can give you that. uh, You can send that to your audience um, as, you know, just a handout. Because I recently did a presentation for another, um, you know, show and... um, Again, you know, the audience is uh, similar. It overlaps with your audience and listeners. Um, And I had to come up with this list. It's in front of me. So basically, um, this is something that we use internally as an agency um, to evaluate the, you know, scale potential of of new clients. People that come to us and be like, hey, listen, we're ready. We want to start scaling on on Facebook. Uh, But, you know, we don't know uh anything about you know scaling off of amazon um here's the product or here's the brand and then you know we don't really want to take um you know everyone that comes to us just for the sake of getting a new client uh because what we go after is the the you know just the budget potential the, the actually the scaling potential can we actually scale this uh product and this brand um on Facebook, you know, uh, and Shopify, and we have our own criteria and a list that we go by uh, to really pick the right product um, that is scalable. And what I have is like a 12 point checklist. Mm -hmm. So I can go I can go by that and tell you what we're looking for. So first we're looking uh, you need to have a good profit margin. that allows you more room to scale on Facebook because you can spend more um, for acquisition marketing um, and to acquire a customer, you know, than your competitors. Because Facebook is really competitive, and it really depends. It really depends what niche you're in and what industry. But we're looking to see minimum of fifty percent profit margin, which okay. I don't think for for most it's that challenging, right? So. 50 plus percent profit margin, then what we want to see is, can we sell multiple units from the same product? Um, The reason why is because we want to push people to buy more than one um, uh, unit from the same product on the first time that they purchase. Um, So if it's, um, and I can give you examples of uh, products that you can sell multiple and you can't. Like if it's an, uh, knife set, um, you can't really sell too many of these at once, right? Because you only need one. Or if it's if it's a diffuser, you only need one. Right. Or if it's a baby stroller, you only need one. But if it's coffee, you can buy multiple bags of coffee in terms, you know, uh, just to for the sake of saving or whatever the offer is there. But that's number two. And um, number three, we look to uh, get an average order value. That's over $70. So this is basically the average cart value. How much are you going to spend uh, on average on the first time that you um, shop on that store? And if the product is 20 bucks, because you know there's different price ranges, you can't really like price all the products out there over $70. But if you can sell multiple and you can get the AOV to be over seventy dollars, um, then I, that's a that's a plus. I mean, it's almost I would say necessary right now to have a strong average order value uh, for e-commerce if you're running Facebook ads.
0: Yeah, I remember um, I talked to uh, Charles Livingston uh, one just after Mallorca, <laughs> uh-huh. and, and, yeah. and uh, anyways he was talking to me about this, and he was t- he was selling supplements at the time. Mm-hmm. And he was selling them. I don't know if he was on Amazon, but he he was driving traffic over to a Shopify store, and he said he did like basically a simple pop-up came up, upsell, mm-hmm. downsell, cross sell, and he ended up bringing his. I, and I think this this is going back a bunch of years, but I think he said he was doing. Uh, it was thirty something was the average uh, single bottle price. And by the time they left, the average order value was over $100 yeah. because he got them into the subscription model. And uh, just by doing something that simple, adding um, a pop-up widget, um, it just helped them increase the sales. And so that's that's one thing I, I think is very important. And I, I like the idea about the average order value because it, it all there's layers here. If you have that 50% built in, if you have that 70% built in, now you can start playing around with a little bit of a budget and not have to run scared about losing money
2: yeah yeah that all uh, like all of these components are part of the the formula that we follow in order to to scale these brands because we don't want to you know just uh start even if we start small we don't want to you know prolong um the testing period before we really Breakthrough. So we already know the drill. We know the system. We, we know the requirements, what's needed for this to work. Um, so I'm just going to g- give out what, what we have here. Sure. So basically, also, the other thing you need to watch out for is the product weight. So you can, you know, just have low shipping cost as well. Another thing is, um, if the product is consumable, if it's something that, you know, you can eat or drink and, you know, just if it's uh, also um uh you know just lotion or or body cream or something that's consumable and you can reorder again that's a plus you know if not I mean not all products are the same um uh, it's it's still uh it's still okay but if it's a consumable then that helps you with the next uh, point which is a return rate like um if you buy a diffuser how often are you going to come back to the store to buy another diffuser Maybe when it breaks, right? Uh, but if it breaks too soon, then you're probably not going to buy from this brand again. So if it's uh, a consumable and the product really lives up to the promise, first the product needs to be good product. If if you're you know just selling something that's mediocre or it's uh, really not what you're advertising it, as it's not it's not going to work. So that's the number one thing. But then. What I was saying about the consumable is you have percentage of people who will come and buy again from you, and we're looking to have a eight percent plus return rate on existing customers. So if they buy from you today, um, they get a chance to you know test the product probably within five uh, days to a week until they you know they get it. Um, They get a chance to see immediate result uh, from the product. And then within a month, two, three months, they will come back for more because, you know, the product is good for for, for the client. So return rate of 8% is what we're looking for. Um, And then subscription. Can you put that product as a subscription? Um, It doesn't mean that when we run ads, we'll tell people, hey, come and subscribe. Um, not necessarily in some cases, yes, if, if that's the the business model, if it's a subscription business, but if it's not, and it's a consumable product, most likely you can give them an option to save, um, when they subscribe. And that's good because if it's a good product and they, they subscribe, that really helps you with the LTV. Um, then does it deliver a quick result? So that's uh, basically quick social validation. Um, if it's coffee, and then the coffee uh, promise is: listen, this coffee is not going to is not going to bother your stomach. It's low acid um, coffee. It's tested for all kinds of you know toxins. It's clean coffee. Um, and then most likely you're drinking bad coffee because that's what uh, bothers your stomach, and you have you know reflux and all of that from drinking coffee. So that's kind of like the promise, right? You buy that. And then you're like wow this coffee really doesn't bother my stomach it's it's a clean taste it's it's uh, very smooth when i drink it. it it lives up to the promise right so then people come back and then um that helps with the social validations on that people see the ads again and then immediately jump into the comments and start saying like yeah that product works, you know, it's, it's great. I just received my, I tasted it. It's amazing. So some products you can really try them and understand whether they work or not that fast. But if it's something like food or a beverage, you can immediately tell, right, if it's supplements or something that is supposed to heal, uh, heal you in some way, um, then maybe there's a, you know, just a, a period in which you have to wait until you see results. And once you see results fast, what happens is that that's very important. It's that social validation with the Facebook and, you know, Facebook, Instagram, anywhere you run ads that people come back and they immediately comment, um, on your ads in the comments. And then they say like, yeah, this product works. And then when other like new, new person sees that ad, and then they see all of these comments down below of, you know, random people saying that this product works, that increases the conversion rates on these ads tremendously. So this is, you know, a tactic that we've been leveraging for a long time that really works great. And it always works with products that, you know, you can see quick result after after you try the product.
0: Yeah, that, that makes sense. So if you can get that and you can show the social proof, and that's what people are looking for. I think that's why lifestyle photos and images and content are doing so well nowadays because people want to make sure that what they're seeing with all these micro brands that they actually work. I've never heard of this brand. How do I trust them? I'll go out to Google and check it out. Oh, I see this spot or this ad in my, my uh, Facebook feed. But once they see that social proof, that just gives them that one more check in the checkbox to go ahead
2: and buy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then it, it helps even with paid ads, uh, a lot. So, um, the other thing is, uh, market size. So we know whether we can really scale, um, on Facebook, as you know, like we're looking to, um, you know, we're working with brands that some of them are spending like a million a month. And then if the market size is not there, um, for a product, like we can't really reach that, uh, you know, just scale potential. And um, you really want to see and look into products that are a little bit more mass appeal. If they're really niche product product, products, then Facebook is becoming less and less effective for niche type products that it's a very small secluded, you know, just kind of uh, market. and you can really scale there because, you know, Facebook's ability to to target, you know, these, um, you know, high intent buyers is is not as effective anymore as, as before, as prior to, you know, iOS 14 changes. So now we're looking more to, um, you know, future proof products that are more essential products like food, beverage, uh, supplements, um, and then... Can you really sell that to almost anyone, regardless of, you know, the age, the demographic and, and that?
0: Now, when you're looking at that, when you're looking at the demographic, um, you're looking at targeting very specific people, like you're drilling down into the demographic, building your audience and then just targeting those people. You're not doing a shotgun approach, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Absolutely. We're drilling down and then we do we achieve that to a true you know creative we're really big on uh, creative strategy uh, because now that facebook is not as effective with uh, the tools that facebook provides to actually target uh, those specific people basically you have to uh, buy a lot of you know low quality traffic uh, in order to buy the high quality traffic too um you know, because the, the targeting ability is not is what it used to be. And now because you're paying the same price, but you get a lot of people to see your ads that really don't need to see your ads. Mm-hmm. Um, you achieve that through really smart, uh, creative uh, strategy. You show creatives uh, and the creative is the video, uh, the image, you know, and the ad copy on the ad. Um that will filter through the audience that uh, are seeing your ad and will also trigger uh the high intent buyers to actually click on that ad and go to the sales page and then uh potentially convert you know and purchase but we achieve that more through creative now than with you know just targeting different audiences and lookalikes and small interests like we used to do before so but let me just continue down the list and we can even talk more about that. So what sure. happened? My screen. Okay, there you go. Um, the other thing is, so market size needs to be, you know, um, high volume in, in terms of an audience that you can target. Second thing is, does the product uh, solve a specific issue? Um, so for example, a knife can it that definitely solves an issue, right? You're cutting stuff with it. But selling a knife on Facebook, imagine that there's, if there's nothing really unique to it, it's really hard. It's too broad. It's too mainstream and massive. And if there isn't anything unique to it, it's very hard, like almost impossible to really scale it on, uh, on Facebook. You would say, okay, but the coffee is the same, right? Like everybody drinks coffee, but if there's something, but there's something specific to, you know, the example that because we started talking about, you know, life boost and that's you know the the the, the brand and the case study that uh, i can give you examples with that we really scaled massively but it's a it's a subcategory within a massive you know uh, uh, industry like the coffee industry right. what they do is they sell low acid coffee to people who have problems drinking coffee and they have you know acid reflux and all that um so that's a sub-niche within the, the bigger niche. And um, that solves a specific problem. <clears throat> and really, you have to have a smart marketing um, and, and sales, um, you know, sales funnel um, and sales copy in order to you know, uh, sell this product at very high conversion rate. So solving a specific issue is you know, one of the big things that we're looking for. The other thing is, <clears throat> can you offer a better can you give a better offer on your Shopify uh, sales funnel than uh, what you currently have on Amazon? So here's why because you start paying for Facebook ads, for example, and you're driving traffic to this sales page where people will buy your product. But then a lot of people will try to see if that product already exists on Amazon. And then they would, pref- if that is the case, they would prefer buying it on Amazon just because of the trust, um, thing there, you know, people have more trust in just, uh, shopping on Amazon. So you don't want that to happen. And what you need to do is you need to be able to offer a better discount or a better deal, uh, that is only available for whoever comes through, uh, your sales funnel or your sales page. Um, and then, if it, they go to Amazon to check if that exists, they will find that as you know uh, appealing offer on Amazon. So they go back to the sales page and convert there. You want to make sure, like you have a better offer that than Amazon, so you don't, so that Amazon doesn't snipe all your uh, customers. Oh, go ahead. No, and then the last one is um, because I talked about creative a little bit but creative um, strategy for, you know, just scaling successfully and, you know, just efficiently on Facebook is uh, really what we do. So we look into, um, does this, you know, a client have uh, a lot of assets, like creative assets, like videos, uh, testimonials from customers, um, you know, brand, lifestyle images, do, you, do we have enough material, basically, in order to create, um, you know, creative concepts, ads, and videos that we want to test. So that's that's really um, an important uh, factor. And these were like 12 points. There's more, but I'll stop here because, you know, people get the picture and then I'll give you that PDF. So, you oh, know, great. You, yeah, the listeners can can actually see that.
0: Okay, that's that's fantastic. So we're at the bottom of the hour and I just want to, you know, let the listeners know or please let us know, are you on Shopify? How are you doing on Shopify? Let us know. uh, Is it, you know, does it meet your expectations? And if not, why? Um, The other thing is we have got an incredible giveaway today. So Manol is going to be offering It's a one hour uh, or 30 minute. What is the consult that you're offering?
2: Uh, It's a one hour uh, Thai massage. (laughs) I'm just (laughs) (laughs) It's, we it's a one hour um just chat we can just get on zoom and talk about um uh, anything they want to ask me uh, we can review their you know just products their ads um anything that's uh, related to you know just scaling a brand uh, yeah. online
0: well that that's fantastic it's also priceless because uh manot this doesn't give away his time like this. Uh, the agency is huge. Uh, I've been on the phone with him, just uh, with one of my products recently. And the tips that he was able to give me was incredible. So if you've got a full hour that uh, you can work with, uh Mano just on your brand or just asking him questions, it's going to be well worth it. So it's going to be Kelsey. Can you pop on here? It's hashtag wheel of Kelsey and
1: and hashtag Shopify. So okay. you need to have both uh, hashtags in the comment section. So just type out hashtag Wheel of Kelsey, hashtag Shopify, and you'll be entered in today's giveaway. If you take two people, that means if you put the little at sign and write people's names, you'll get entered uh, twice. So again, we're going to be. Um, announcing the winner at the end of the podcast. Uh, so make sure you get those in also get your questions in. I see we have uh three or four already. So that's great. Um, Manol is a great resource and we have them for the hour. So definitely take your, uh, yeah, get the most out of it. So get your questions <laughs> in <laughs> and uh, yeah. Cause it
0: took them two time. years to come on. So uh, <laughs> I don't want to wait another two years. <laughs> You know, uh, okay, so Kelsey, while we're doing that, why don't we go to another word from our sponsor? If you're selling on Amazon in 2022, you know how important it is to stand out from your competition. Let Hono Worldwide lend a helping hand with your product innovation to outcompete your competition online. That's right. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the success of your newly innovative product while honu handles all the work visit HonuWorldwide.com for more information that's honu h-o-n-u worldwide.com or email savings at com. so know when we were um just taking that sponsor call out um I saw something that Cindy brought in and yeah, yes, I have Shopify and sell a lot more uh, on Amazon. And yeah. I hear that a lot. Uh, one of the things I, I think a lot of people have to realize is that on Amazon uh, it is a large search engine um, and it's a, a, an, a search engine that people are going there to buy products is captivated audience. Um, and you pay for it. You pay for that 15, uh, that referral fee. Uh, And when all, when your FBA uh, percentage all comes out, it's around 31% nowadays. It used to be a lot lower than that, but now it's about 31%. Well, on Shopify, you have to build your audience. And if you're not building, and if you're not driving traffic, this is that external traffic. You can do it over to Amazon. You can do it over to Shopify, even on Shopify, one of the things that uh, we've noticed is that you can, you know, have they can buy it on the uh, on the Shopify page with the a bonus or the add-on added value that Manol was talking about, or you can have a button that just says "or buy on Amazon" and you can go directly over to the Amazon page if people feel that way. But I guess what I'm trying to say is that it's so important to understand that you're going to pay for traffic one way or the other and to build the audience. But what I like about driving traffic over to Shopify is that it's your audience and it's for you and what you want to do with it. And if you listen to what uh, Sean Hart was saying over at Post-Purchase Pro, um, you should be able to, I don't know if you agree with these figures, um, Mano, but he says that If you build your own audience, you should be able to expect about 44% more in profit. I'm not sure if if those are the kind of the same numbers you're getting.
2: Yeah, because just uh, through email, the standard, the industry standard is about uh, 25, 30% uh, of revenue that comes through email. That's just by setting up uh, auto uh, sequences of emails to upsell and cross sell more products um that's from building your own you know uh customer base on your online store yeah. and then it doesn't matter if it's Shopify or any other platform like the reason we say Shopify is just because it's you know just the in the the, the they're the big dog in the industry um and it's the most popular but I saw in the comment someone asked about WooCommerce WooCommerce, uh, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't really matter if you even uh, hire a developer and build your own store. It doesn't matter what it is. So we just call it Shopify for
0: right. And there, there's other ones out there. Big Commerce is another one. I mean, there's there's lots out there. Shopify. Um, what I like about Shopify is it all comes together uh, with WooCommerce or WordPress sites. What you have and I've experienced this a ton, especially back 10 years ago when you'd have these plugins that you'd plug in and then the developer would go away and finish college or something. And now you've got a conflict. So, you know, you'd have a store that was operational, but certain plugins that you'd plug into it would be conflict, conflict, conflict. That doesn't happen with Shopify. Uh, You know, it's just, it, it just runs so smooth. Now you will pay for it. Uh, Shopify isn't the cheapest platform, but it's so bloody easy to use. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. Now, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, there's still a few things before we get to the questions, but um, one of the things I wanted to talk about was um, driving traffic. And driving traffic to uh, your homepage and driving traffic to a funnel. Mm -hmm. What are the differences and why should people do that?
2: Great question. Maybe this is where I can uh, squeeze in that uh, story. That's very interesting story and and a case study basically um, for that coffee brand life boost, because Mm -hmm. it answers this question. And it's, it's part of like, we can summarize the whole thing. Like what's needed to basically scale your own online store. Um, So, uh, here's the here's what happened. Like um, uh, Matt from Amazing, he uh, came to me in 2019 or 2020, uh, actually, and then he was like, "We have this uh, coffee brand, but it's uh, not doing anything. Like it's uh, uh, you know it's it's been uh, sitting there for three years, and we want to just give it a little bit more love now, and want to test out Facebook ads." I told him you guys are like at this point too small for us because you know we you can't really justify the the agency fees uh if you're not really spending anything on facebook but i saw the potential back then and then i was helping a little bit matt in the beginning so he can um, run some tests on facebook and then we actually took it from him um, after the first few weeks of testing what happens is this they have a shopify store that sells coffee when you run traffic directly to the Shopify store to the product page on Shopify, your conversion rate is low, it's not as competitive as where it needs to be in order for you to actually get more efficient and scale. So you're looking to something between one and 3% on average, if you run traffic from you know Facebook directly to the product page on Shopify. So. What they did back then is we created this sales page, which is a long form sales page that has its story. Like why buy this coffee? It has good promise and a strong headline. It has all the social proof, like images from uh, customers using the coffee, testimonials, video testimonials, endorsements, screenshots from different, you know, publications and magazines, all the benefits of the coffee all the you know just different um um features of the coffee um and then exactly explained in a story like long form sales page so driving traffic to this sales page um like 3x or 4x the conversion rate compared to shopify because everything is funneled and structured in a Long sales page, kind of like an article that you read everything. You get the picture. All your objections are basically being solved right there because you might be like, "Oh, that maybe the price is too high, or there's not enough people using it, or what? What about that specific issue? Does it solve it?" In a long form page, you can have much more content that you can uh, cover compared to like a regular uh, Shopify store page. So this. Uh, by itself, like driving traffic to a funnel instead of driving traffic to Shopify store, um, increased the conversion rate dramatically. So now that we achieved that part, we increased the conversion rate. Then, what we did is a very strong, almost irresistible offer—the offer that I talked about. When you go to the Shopify store, uh, you have pretty much all the options. You can buy one unit of the product, or you can buy six whatever you decide. But when you go to that specific page, we limit your options. And in the beginning, that's a funny story is we were testing. You can buy either one bag of coffee, um, two bags or four bags or one bag, three bags, uh, six bags. And then the average order value was around like thirty four dollars, thirty five dollars. and I told the guys, I told uh, Charles and Matt, I'm like, guys, listen, the AOV is not giving us enough room to scale. We're not really being hitting your return on ad spend, the ROAS target, in order to spend more and start scaling and drive more revenue. So we need to get the average order value about sixty dollars. How do we do that? I told them like, remove the single unit, the single bag, and only offer people like three and six. And they're like, yeah, but what, like who's going to buy three bags or six bags of uh, coffee? They haven't even tasted it first. They would probably even want to just the sample before they commit to six bags of coffee. And I told them back then, like, because, you know, I've had this experience with scaling a product and this massive scale um, on Facebook. So I know how, how the system and how the algorithms work and everything. Don't, don't worry about it. Let me do my magic. You just remove the single bag. Okay, so they left three bags, option, and six bags on the page. Even if you want, you can't buy one bag of of coffee. And then what happened is Facebook was trained to basically find people who are more likely to buy three and six bags. You just have have to give Facebook a little bit more data. You have to... um, run a little bit of spend, teach the you know, the, uh, the algorithm how to find these people who are more likely to spend a little bit more. And then at the same time, what we achieved is we kept the cost per customer acquisition on the same level while we increased the average order value. So when we did that thing, the return on ad spend doubled as well. So we were able to hit the ROAS target by just doing that just offering um, three and six, increased the average order value, kept the conversion rate pretty much the same and the cost per acquisition the same. So now we're, you know, game on. Now it's um, let's start scaling this thing. Because at that time, when we took over, they were at about 20k a month in revenue. Um, And then we got them to 2.5 million in revenue a month. Um, but during that period, what happened is now we have a converting funnel, we have a great offer, we pay for traffic and we funnel everything through that single page. So because we know it converts. And then if you go to the website and you try to buy just one bag, you're not going to see that great discount that you're getting on the sales page and the funnel. So... Um, From here on, we just really needed to start scaling. And then, uh, for those who are running Facebook ads, they know, like this is the biggest challenge that everybody has. If you try to scale on Facebook and increase the spend, you are uh, basically, um, your ads are getting more expensive. Facebook is charging you a little bit more, right? You can really find enough people to convert at the same rate and your cost per acquisition goes up every time you try to scale. So how you offset that, how you combat that trend, uh, which is, you know, typical for Facebook is through better creative strategy. So these were the, the you know, the years where really uh, everybody was focused still on the outdated tactics, like 2020, you know, tw- from 2018 to 2020, uh, everybody's still not really getting that creative Um, is the main driver of performance on Facebook. But we got that early on. Even Norm, where we met in Mallorca, 2016, I was teaching about Facebook creative back then, and everybody was ignoring it. Not the audience there where me and you were, but in the industry, I've seen like, you know, they treated creative equally as everything else. And we treated it like 80% of our focus in the agency will be creative. Because that's what's going to be the future, and that's driving performance. The reason why is because <clears throat> Facebook can automate everything. They can automate all the processes, like budgeting, um, targeting, different placements, segmentations, um, you know, bidding, how, how much you bid, and all that. All these strategies, um, Facebook can automate them and simplify them with machine learning because it's getting so advanced so basically they take that control out of the out of the advertisers uh, and the media buyers media strategies strategists uh, hands and then they automate it so the only thing they can't automate and simplify through machine learning is creative because they don't know what kind of image or video you're going to upload up there on Facebook they don't know what kind of ad copy you're going to write this is still the advertisers hands and control and when you so what we did is we really focused on understanding that that part of the media buying and strategy and for life boost what we did is we started testing creatives really aggressively like sometimes 100 videos a month 100 images a month different concepts not just variations of the same look and feel image but completely different Um, looking, feel, um, different hooks, different angles until we find a winner that is so efficient that uh, we are able to scale it massively. And I have the things in front of me, but I'll tell you exactly when, when we scaled these guys, we were spending um, um, like 7k a month, and then we tripled that when we had that breakthrough with the average order value. So from 7K a month, we go to 26,000 a month in spend by actually increasing the return on ad spend. Then we go to 50K a month by increasing the, the ROAS by another 25, 30%. From 50K a month in a single month, we double the spend on Facebook. So we go to 100K. And we keep the same return on ad spend. Their break-even or uh, the the target ROAS that we had was two X. So you give one dollar, you take two back. This is where they break even. This is where they they tell me, you know, man, you can spend unlimited. You can spend millions if you want, you know. So this is this is what I this is all I need to hear. <laughs> and then from there, <laughs> what we do is from 100k, 167k in a single month. So we increase it. And then how do you jump from, you know, how do we make these big jumps without really compromising on the on the efficiency and the ROAS is through uh, finding strong creatives that perform so that we can offset the audience fatigue. I'm getting a little bit more in details here. Uh, I don't want to get carried away, but really strong creative and multiple different creative wins um, are needed in order to maintain that growth without really compromising on the um, on the cost per acquisition. you keep the cost per acquisition same level and the return on ad spend on the same level, but you keep spending more and more and bringing in more and more revenue. Um, and that's it. so then from uh, 200k we jump to 450k in, in single month. That's in spend. Wow. Um, yeah so this is all true, uh, powerful. Uh, creative strategy like we really understand what type of creatives work for different industry for different uh, demographics for different uh, you know just uh, customer profiles for different products um, and then we've tested um, you know we have managed probably over 400 million dollars in ad spend on Facebook and Instagram because we don't do anything and we don't do paid search we don't do Pinterest Snapchat and um, anything else and um throughout the years we've managed like me and my team over 450 million and we've tested over 100,000 creatives so we when it comes down to creative testing and um knowing what creatives work for what products um we really really know the the, the game here <clears throat> and then from there on you that's you know a never ending cycle with testing more creatives researching, um, understanding what works, all the trends, and then continue to produce more winners to maintain that growth. You can rely on a single creative that works once, and then you will use it for years. No, we've tested probably over 250, uh, not 250, over 2,500 images and videos for, for this brand alone.
0: Wow. So I know um, I've seen some of their videos as well, which are very good. I know um, Video Telepathy did a bunch of their uh, video shots. Uh, Rob Burns who has been on the podcast. Uh, Is there a place where uh, the listeners could find some of this creative? Can it be right on the in the Facebook library or um, what's the best way to do that?
2: The best way, the easiest way is the Facebook ad library. Um, you can go in the Facebook ads library, it's open, uh, publicly, uh, you know, public domain, uh, you can go there, type in a competitor and see what ads they're running and see what ads they're running. And then you can, uh, basically what we do is we reverse engineer. What are the top performing ads of the competitors? Because the, the fact is that 95% of all the creatives you test on Facebook uh, will fail, so that gives you only like you know five percent chance of finding a winner. So that's one out of twenty images or videos you test uh, can become a winner. And then if you really want to, you know, just spend money on understanding these tests, imagine how much money like you spend uh, two, three hundred dollars per video or image to really understand if it's gonna perform or not and then you test hundred of these you can do the math how much you're spending but by doing a little bit more smart um, research and hacking what actually works for your competitors you can save um, a lot on your testing budgets because you will only be testing you know potentially what is the best out there you're not going to create too much wasteful spend and we were doing this Normally we're doing this uh, manually, but then we build some in-house tools that we can automate all of these uh, processes. And we definitely know at any given point, like in the industry for each niche competitor or product, what works on Facebook. So that gives us a little bit of unfair advantage. Yeah, um, but yeah, so the Facebook ads library, that's the the answer.
0: All right. Very good. So there's a. I'm not sure what's happening right now, uh, Manol, but there's a time delay where you're talking uh, about an mm. uh, about two seconds after you finish. <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on. But um, anyways, I can handle it if you can handle it. Uh, why don't we go to a couple of questions? Kelsey, what's the
1: first question? Yeah, uh, we got a couple of questions here that we can go through. Oh, and just to let everyone know, uh, as someone who's used this Facebook ads library, it's really good if there's any tip that you can do um it's super easy to use you can check out all your competitors um and just kind of replicate and do it i would highly recommend checking what manol said with the facebook ads library um and i posted the link uh in the description as well so everyone can check it out um okay let's see we'll do one from nathan uh I have a Shopify site but 99 percent of sales come from Amazon would it be worthwhile to begin running ads to my Shopify site
2: yeah you can you can definitely try that I mean a lot of people are like um like Nathan most of the traffic and sales are from from Shopify, from uh, from Amazon so uh give it a try I don't really know what else to say uh, I don't know any any more details but you can see the criteria, the 12 checkpoints that I'll uh, give out. And then if your product is probably checked into 80% of these checkpoints, you, can, you should definitely uh, try it out.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's a great idea. I mean what's the harm if you want to just go in and start like when Mano was saying, just you know do some split testing. You don't have to have a huge budget, but once you find a winner, uh, and, you know, go to the ads library. That'll be a nice starting point for you. One thing I want to say about the ads library is that j- this is the exact same as when you're looking for your competitors using um, Helium 10 zebro, you got to make sure it's a true competitor. So if I'm doing, uh, if I'm looking up a browsing keyword like dog chews, and I look for people who are competitors in dog chews, I'm not going to get the information I want. Or if I'm looking for or if I see dog or rawhide, it's not going to give me the same information that I need as a competitor who is selling a six inch bully stick or an odorless bully stick. So you want to make sure that you drill down so uh, you get the right information and you're just not using some generic um, uh, ads that are doing well, uh, but it's for the wrong competitor.
2: Exactly.
1: Okay. Uh, next question is from Cindy. Uh, is it frowned upon to have your Shopify site prices cheaper than on Amazon? Uh,
2: no, actually. Uh, that yeah, that's a that's a good question, and I think I answered this. But what we try to do is not on the store, but if you have a sales page dedicated to run paid ads to, like traffic from paid ads, uh, or a sales funnel, you wanna have an offer that is uh, a little bit more enticing than the one you have on Amazon. And the way to do that is uh, maybe you can do bundles. You can just add more products into a bundle, give a better discount on that bundle. um, You know, like 40, 50, 60%. This is something like it's kind of like irresistible uh, deal, right? So if you can do that and achieve, you know, your, um, you still hit your margins there and get a good average order value. Um, That's, you know, that's your strategy for, for Facebook acquisition.
1: Um, So. Okay. Uh, Great. Let's see the next one. Uh, Next one is from Marsha. Can you detail how you manage inventory buys when you're increasing ad spends so significantly, is there a formula you depend on? (laughs) <laughs> i don't
2: manage uh, any inventory buys because we are uh, the media buyer and i just tell the clients like make sure you don't run out of inventory because once we start scaling there's no stopping the train it's it happened to us so many times especially with e-commerce that we have a breakthrough and we start scaling um the ads on facebook And then all of a sudden they run out of inventory and we have to wait until they replenish it. That means like in our world, what that means is like, okay, now we have to stop the ads or bring it down to a minimum um, and then sit there and wait. But one thing always happens with Facebook is um, if you resume the ads later on, once they get all that inventory back, the ads are not going to perform the same way as before. It's just that's how it is. You can just resume them and then expect the same exact results. So the results are basically uglier is what I'm trying to say. So if you see that you have the ability to scale and you know scale your revenue with paid ads on Facebook, uh, make sure you think about the inventory in advance. We can, What we do, actually, that, that's uh, something that will uh, answer uh, part of your question is we, we provide forecasts scaling forecasts to the clients. And we tell them month by month, here's what we expect to be in terms of spend, um, units sold, revenue, and cost per acquisition. And we give them like three different scenarios. If they want to get to a ag- more aggressive and scale faster, or if they want to go a little bit more gradual approach, that's less aggressive. Uh, where are they are going to end up in like uh, month three and month six in terms of, uh, you know, sales and return on ad spend? then that helps them really um, make sure they don't run out of inventory with one client they're selling organic chicken um not organic they call it pasture-raised chicken and, and, and meats they're called cooks venture we scaled this brand so fast um and i'm talking about like hundreds of 1000s don't thousands. say
0: you ran out of chickens
2: they run out of chickens they <laughs> run out of chickens in december we scaled them so fast and then they had to i don't know where they got all these chickens but they they got the chickens back in uh in april and then that's four months like facebook was not the same in you know just in a month of waiting so the the performance was not the same uh but like make sure you don't run out of inventory that's one good question there like yeah, that. you
0: know, uh, and that's important too. Like, you want to talk to your manufacturer. Like, you're talking to your agency, or you if you're doing it yourself, you, you got to go back talk to your manufacturer. See if there's any holidays. See if there's anything that's going to hold it up. Check out whether there's going to be a problem. Uh, you know, whether there is a problem with supply chain management. Like, let's say there's a problem off of um, Long Beach again. Well, you know, can you send the ship over to, over to the, uh, uh East coast instead, or do you have to air any shipments over? Uh, I'm lucky that I've been doing most of my sourcing right now in North America. So for me, if I go out of, if I get close to running out of inventory, my lead time is two weeks. So it's beautiful. If, if, you know, I get something from Manon and he would say, here's your forecast, yeah, it's it's simple. But if I have to wait six weeks to eight weeks to get my product, it's you, you got to be very aggressive. And I would probably, uh, I've, I've told people on the prop podcast before about my inventory strategy. I'm not going to get into it here, but there is a revolving door that if you follow it, you should not run out of inventory, and it should it, it should actually allow you to buy um, in smaller increments and still keep product in stock but uh anyways it's so important because even in amazon if if you run out okay you get that one time maybe but every time you run out of inventory why are they going to promote you when you don't have inventory so it's so important
1: yeah okay uh this one from marcia uh how does customer trust compare between shopping on amazon and shopping on walmart
2: (laughs) wow on amazon and i don't shop on any of these so <laughs> i don't really know what to answer here maybe norm you can you can talk about that
0: Marsha, i think you're probably talking about shopify uh but shopping uh on. shopping on amazon you, there is trust there and they know that if they don't like it there's no problems like there's it's just no problem at all to return a product whereas they don't trust the Shopify store as much because they don't know who you are. You're a micro Mm -hmm. brand that that's why it's very important to have everything. Like you want to make sure you check all the boxes in trust. You know, you can show that you're using a trustworthy, um, merchant, um, uh, a processor, uh, that you have a phone number, maybe that you have, I always put a phone number, even though people say, well, I don't want to get phone calls. You don't but it just gives this at ease. Oh, they have a phone number. They must be trustworthy. Uh, You know, the contact information, everything that you could possibly, uh, you know, give. And um, you have a return policy. Uh, So at the bottom it's, it's required, but very few Shopify stores that I know uh, that I look at have a proper return policy or privacy policy. These are all things that uh, a savvy shopper will be looking for. Uh, And also the biggest trust factor would have that button there saying, if you want to buy on Amazon. But I like what Mano's saying is have that added value. Give them a reason. Uh, the mafia offer, you know, it's just too good to refuse, uh, as Sean Hart would say. And, you know, you get them to, to try out your product just by giving them that irresistible offer to try. But give them the escape, the scapegoat going over to Amazon if, you know, they have some questions about it. That's kind of what I would do or look at.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's good. Okay, so we have one last question. But before we get to that, I just want to remind everyone, we are doing our giveaway today. Uh, that is hashtag Wheel of Kelsey and hashtag Shopify uh, to win an hour consultation with Manol. So uh, make sure you get those in. Um, we're going to be wrapping up in just a few minutes. This is our last question for today. And uh, yeah, congr- or, um, good luck.
0: Congratulations. Con- really? <laughs>
1: Do you, uh, from Chuck? Do you advertise international and have the client have an international three PL, or do you suggest staying domestic in the USA?
2: Um, very few uh, of our clients that are in like ecom clients um, ship international. It's mostly U.S. So, uh, yeah. I think what else is he asking? Do you do you advertise international? We do, but very small parts like us is the biggest market. We stick to, to United States. Um, and also, uh, you know, just, uh, Germany, uh, for example, is a market. That's almost, it's an impossible market. Like they don't trust Facebook. They, for some reason, they don't like shopping online. It's a smaller market. Um, I don't know. It's, I prefer like sticking to whatever is is working and it's the biggest market, which is the U.S. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Why not? Of course.
1: Okay. Right, so I Kelsey? think that's it.
0: Okay. So before we get over to the wheel of Kelsey, uh, Manol, if somebody's interested in uh, getting your services or, or inquiring about them, how do they get a hold of you? Or one can, of your customer service reps.
2: Yeah, they, they, I think the easiest thing is to go to the website yep. and then um, fill out the form there to contact us. Um, I look every single one of these myself. So most probably I'll reach back to them. Um, but that's the website. It's captivate, C-A-P-P-T-I-V-E 8.com. Um, that's it.
0: Okay, and... I, I want to uh, also just mention that case study. Mm. I know everybody involved, and I yeah. know there's no exaggeration in these numbers. So from zero or twenty grand a month in ad spend up to it was two. It's it ended up at two point five, right? Two point five mm-hmm. million.
2: Yeah, so it
0: just an incredible, incredible case study, and you know you can check it out. Just go to uh, Life Boost, uh, Life Boost Coffee. And check out what they've done. Check out their website. Go on Facebook and see what they're doing. It's it's really cool. It's a it's a great brand. And um, you know the. And by the way, one thing we didn't say, and I want to make sure I have my information correct, but the coffee company was not doing very well, was it? Like it 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 was on the verge of just not existing. If I if that, I understood,
2: I didn't know anything about that brand before uh you know they reached out to me so when they reached out to me it was still uh, very small in terms of monthly revenue but yeah. what i heard from uh one of the owners is that you know it was kind of like put on the back burner because you know they didn't know what like they didn't have like a strong acquisition strategy and it, it was doing almost uh, nothing so yeah that's that's as far as i know i i don't know the whole story prior to that yeah
0: but anyways, it's just incredible what you can do. And uh, one of the owners is an incredible marketer. So to have the the one owner that that uh, is the marketer side of this side of it, and then he brings it over to you, and you bring it up to where it's at today. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's crazy what you can do. And that's what I'm trying to bring across: is explore different avenues. If, you, if they never came over and said, hey, let's check out what you're doing, they would still be back. Yeah, they might sell more now. Maybe they'd be at 40 or whatever, but they wouldn't have got to where they were without exploring this uh, channel, which, you know, don't be afraid to explore different channels. And if it doesn't work out, so que sera, sera. But um, anyways, that's it. Let's have a word from our sponsor, and then we'll get over to the Wheel of Kelsey. A big thank you to our sponsor, Post Purchase Pro, the only complete A to Z done for you, real email and text marketing service built specifically for Amazon sellers. My friends, Sean Hart and Seth Stevens co-founded Post Purchase Pro after launching over a thousand successful private labeled products, growing 53 brands, and get this, exiting 17 businesses. Post-Purchase Pro creates all of your digital assets 100% for you from marketing inserts, complete sales funnels, email follow-up sequences, and weekly email promotions. They manage and optimize everything for you to drive more sales, get higher ranking, and receive more reviews on Amazon. So check out PostPurchase Pro now to see if you too will see enormous growth like their are nearly 500 clients worldwide. That's postpurchasepro at postpurchasepro.com/lunch. Hey Mano, I forgot to ask one question. Uh, do you have a template or do you have a sample of what a sales funnel looks like?
2: That's a good question. Um, I not only have a template, but I also have a training which maybe you and I can get on another call and review it because that whole thing that I just kind of tried to put it in a nutshell, um, I have a training recorded in a presentation that goes step by step. It shows the examples of the offer, the sales funnel, different pages, shows you know the creative strategy teaches different tactics it's like 45 minutes training i will send that to you so you can watch it feel free to give it uh to the audience
0: wow okay that that's fantastic i'm glad i asked the question all right so you have never seen the wheel of kelsey i don't think i haven't all right so sit back and relax (laughs) it's time for the
1: wheel of kelsey
0: Okay, Kelsey, where are you?
1: Kelsey? All right, sorry, I was just uh, adding the tab. Okay, here we go. It is the Wheel of Kelsey. I just want to make sure we have all of our names. I saw that we have a couple. (laughs) You want to push the wheel up? Yep, just a second. My internet's running a little slow. I know, I know. I get what I pay All right. Okay. Okay, so here we go. What are you doing? Let's Sorry. go. Nice. We're gonna shuffle up. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. If you are the winner, please email me K. You Kate might as well say it right Norm now, Christine.com. <laughs> no, it's looks like Marsha. Marsha. Wow. Woohoo! Marsha. Congratulations, Marsha. Uh just please reach out K at with Norm dot com, and uh we'll So what happened?
0: You know. Uh Christine didn't get you your money in it fast enough? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marsha <laughs> just helped <outbid> better.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Congratulations, Marsha.
2: Hey, Marsha.
0: Okay. So, sir, I hope it doesn't take a year or two to get you back on. This is awesome. Um, are you going to BDSS? Sorry? I hope you're going to say, are you going to a billion dollar seller summit?
2: I'm not. <laughs> uh,
0: I, I, I thought I wanna... might see it next week. but um...
2: I'm going to I'll... Greece next week.
0: <laughs> oh man okay all right
2: all right good
0: <laughs> anyways thank you so much sir it's been a pleasure talking to you and i'm sure we're going to see you somewhere in the world this year
2: <laughs> i i will see you yeah i know that we always do that thank you so much it was it was great uh we should uh, definitely do that again soon
0: i'd love it all right sir thank you
2: thanks norm thanks
0: all right everybody so i hope you enjoyed today's show i hope you got a ton of nuggets out of Mano is one of these guys that's just a giver he just shares and shares and shares as you can see you know the 12 point pdf um the uh the training that he's going to provide anyways uh can't wait once we get that information we'll post it for you uh kelsey why don't you come on here
1: yeah uh give us uh, a smash those like buttons if you're excited for those giveaways uh That's going to be great. That's going to be available uh, in the Facebook group alone. So make sure you are are part of the group because that's where we're going to be dropping everything. Just makes it easier to get it out to everyone. Also, um, we'll send it out via email as well. So uh, to our beardos who have signed up for our email newsletter, you might have noticed that you started getting some emails. So this is just us trying to give you more and more value and just connect with you and make sure that you get the resources that we sign up for the webinars that we have just so everyone's in the loop so um sign up for email newsletter uh, if you're interested and uh yeah thank you so much everyone we had a great turnout today lots of questions good to see and uh yeah uh if you're not a part of the uh, facebook group make sure you join lunch with norm amazon fba and e-commerce collective you can post your questions um, ask for advice uh, or just let us know how everything's going. Maybe you had a successful week or a successful month. Uh, hit some milestones. Let us know in the Facebook group. It's a great place to um, just connect with our community. And I think that's it. Uh, one last call. We do have our webinar happening uh, August 18th as well. I posted the links um, in the comments section. You can find it if you scroll up. Uh, here we It's going to be
0: it's going to be an awesome, uh, a really awesome, uh, training. So, you know, learning a little bit more about crowdfunding, it's not a podcast. It's, it's a webinar that's going to go through the the actual training. So if you've ever wondered about crowdfunding or you've done it and maybe it didn't work out, advance is definitely the go-to guy for this. So check that out. And if you like what you heard today, or if you just want to, you know, vent. who <laughs> Maybe you thought the show sucked, but uh, I thought it was really good. Um, leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you, um, you know, over on Google or Apple or wherever you're listening. Um, you know, we love getting our reviews. We take them all seriously. We go through each and every one so we can improve the show. Uh, anyways, if you can, uh, we'd love, uh, love to hear from you. And I guess that's about it. I'm not going to be here on Friday, but tomorrow night, we're recording a really cool special episode um, about events, mentorship, um, you know, why we go to these events, kind of mind mapping and you know, at least from my end, what's happened from going to events. And this is this is they're gonna be a few participants in this one from my most recent Australia event and what people got out of it. So anyways check that out that's going to be on friday and we are live every monday wednesday and friday at noon eastern standard time we have got an awesome community we love you guys and uh, we could not do this without you so thank you enjoy the rest of your day and uh, tune in on friday lunch with
1: lunch with lunch